It'd be like a barbershop quartet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> This is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side. Not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Everybody, my name is Josh Roach. I'm Casey Trebler. T Green. And we are the Talking Death. And we are here to talk to you about Star Wars. There is a lot of days to the next Star Wars movie, unfortunately. The music is still playing. There it goes. There it stops. <laughs> oh, there, there it is again. Oh, you have some... Uh, uh, Casey is drinking some uh, krill, some krill juice. Just lost its shine. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what happens when you have to ship it so far. Oh yeah, from a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Um, speaking of a uh, long time until the next Star Wars movie, man, there's there's a lot of little tidbits, news dropping um, about uh, what's coming next in Star Wars. And a lot of it's coming from makingstarwars.net, a lot of it that I actually care to look into. Um, And and there's still, I mean, they're rumors. You know what I mean? They're rumors, but like, okay, like you in the past have been skeptical whenever I brought up these rumors, right? Yeah. Basically, the only people I cite, like the only side that I cite is Jason Ward at makingstarwars.net because he has a very good track record. Now I showed Casey when he was up a few weeks ago. Um, I had a screenshot from Michael Pappas over at the rogue one podcast. And he was like, Hey, I got a hold of this screenshot. And I'm like 99.9% sure it came from Jason. I haven't asked him yet, but I mean, I'd be willing to bet money on this, but, uh, so this was in October. He was like, I got this screenshot. Um, it could be a big spoiler if it's true. And I'm like, eh, okay, it's probably not true. Somebody probably just Photoshopped it. Whatever, show it to me. So he shows me, and it's a screenshot from the movie, from the final battle, when Kylo is holding the blue lightsaber and Ray is holding the blue lightsaber, and they're both standing there. In October, I had a screenshot from, like, the final battle. <laughs> So, like, anytime Jason puts something out, it's it's pretty dead on. So, most of the... But, like, he'll also say stuff like, hey, I heard this. I, th- I can't get it confirmed by, like... He won't ever put anything out and say, like, it's news unless it's confirmed by more than three people. But, uh, like, for instance, he just put a thing out. He said he heard about it. I heard some other people talking about it, too. And this is just a rumor. But the room, rumor has it. Tell me what you guys would think about this. Jar Jar Binks is going to appear in the Kenobi series and it's going to be a bearded Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I did hear, th- I did see that. I did hear about that. You know, um, I guess I kind of welcome it. Um, he kind of had his renaissance. The prequels are more welcomed with open arms today. And um, uh, Ahmed Best got a really good welcome at Star Wars Celebration this year or last year in Chicago. Yeah. So maybe, maybe there's room for 
a different, maybe like a wise Jar Jar, <laughs> a different version of Jar Jar. You know a, what I mean? A, a weird, a wearied, a weary, a weary, a year weary Jar Jar. Yeah, because I mean, at that point in time, he would have, he would have had experience, and he, you know, he was basically speaking for Padme at, at the Senate. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, well he's to blame. <laughs> he uh, he's the one that got voted that uh, you know pushed forth the vote to uh, give him emergency powers, which he would lie down when this crisis abated, and then uh, he never he never did at all. Didn't lie anything down. Well, he laid down. He laid down with somebody right around then. Yeah, had to have. <laughs> to make a baby Ray. Well, a baby, a baby Ray daddy. A baby Ray daddy. Ray baby, baby daddy Ray. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I never really had any Jar Jar hate. Like, I guess I can see where people are coming from, but he never bothered me. Uh, I never found him, like, really annoying. He was just a kind of a quirky dude, and I figure there's people like that in the real, you know, in our world. So why wouldn't there be people like that in the Star Wars universe? Yeah, you know, yeah, a bearded Jar Jar. I wonder what his facial hair feels like. Hmm. <laughs> I imagine it's like, it being like thick. Yeah, I imagine it being kind of like maybe he has a little more of a gullet now, May, a little more of like a boss nass gullet. Yeah. And uh, I imagine his beard being like Watto's in episode two. Oh, yeah, kind of. Like, I was imagining like uh, like thick whiskery type hair. Yeah, yeah. Like real. Like, yeah, like, 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 neck 20 beard. Times, like 20 to 50 times a normal hair. Like, full of them. Wait, what? Like, like you 20 to times thicker, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, because you ever seen the movie The Fly, right? Where he has, where he's, she's like cutting off the... Yeah, yeah. That's growing out of his shoulders like that. That's kind of what I'm imagining. So you're thinking that it's not going to be Ahmed Best doing the mocap and stuff for Jar Jar Binks. I don't know how you got that. It's going to be, uh, oh, I just lost. I just lost his name. The Fly. Jurassic oh, Park. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff yeah. Goldblum. It's going to be Jeff Goldblum as old Jar Jar. <laughs> I wonder what he would be like in a Star Wars movie. What kind of character could he play? You could just play the collector. Yeah, you could just play play the the collector. collector. Wasn't that his name, Thor Ragnarok? Or not? No, he was... uh, Game Matt, the... Yeah, yeah, he was the master of... Yeah, now you didn't mess me up. Well, he was like the same as the collector, though. The collector is his brother, though. That's who he was supposed to play. Yeah, Yeah, they're part of the same species. Yeah. Which the collector was already in Star Wars, so he's a grandmaster. The grandmaster. That's yeah. Well, that's Luke Skywalker's title right there, <laughs> and Yoda's. So I mean, right there, that gives you a plot for the whole movie of bringing Jeff Goldblum in. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you know, there's there was time travel and stuff like that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is owned by Disney, as is Star Wars. So. Master can't uh, use his melting stick on some stormtroopers too. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Actually, uh, somebody. I don't, do you remember Tyler Gollum? Nope. Donalds. Hmm. Well, Gavin had posted some. Gavin, our buddy Gavin Gamble had posted something um, on Facebook earlier about maybe Baby Yoda actually is 
baby Yoda. Like it's just younger Yoda. And Tyler was like, no, it, it can't be because this takes place return of the Jedi after return of the Jedi after Yoda's already dead. And Gavin basically on just like third hand knowledge for me was like, well, I know that there's time travel in star Wars now. So it could possibly be, you know, baby Yoda. So I had to interject and, you know, did like the asterisk, like shove my glasses up my nose. Well, actually, and it was like, yeah, it could possibly be. So Tyler was asking me, what do you think the chances are that baby Yoda actually is young Yoda? What do you guys think? What do you think the, what do you think the odds of that are? I think it's unlikely. I, w- I wouldn't want it to be because we see Yoda as a force ghost, as an old force ghost in the sequel trilogy but if it is baby so if baby yoda was born 50 years ago so the same year anakin was born and then say at some point in the future from when we see baby yoda with the mandalorian he's sent back in time like 850 years and then he just grows up and is old Yoda. So it'd be baby Yoda and old Yoda coexisting for 50 years. So you're saying that the real Yoda would have been born like 50 years prior? To yeah, so like 10 years before the Phantom Menace. Because we already determined that baby Yoda, if he's 50 years old, he was born the same year as Anakin. So that's where you get into that little time paradox. Because older Yoda would have known that Anakin would have turned bad. But how would he have known? Because he lived through the aftermath. Maybe. Like, if who knows how much he's perceiving right now when he gets set back in time. Yeah, I'm not buying this. Sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's... That's, that, that was exactly my... Uh, they were like, well, what do you think the odds are? And I was like, slim to none. It's highly unlikely. It is possible. But then that's just a whole lot of... Con- even what we just talked about is very convoluted. Yeah. Just to think, like... <laughs> I don't know. Weird. You get into that you little. Say, you say you, you say convoluted. I say stupid. Potato, <laughs> potato. So you don't like time travel movies, then I take it. Oh no, I love time travel movies. There you I, go. This would just be stupid. It's just the whole plot. I mean, this is essentially a classic time travel movie plot. Yeah, okay, but these aren't time travel movies. No. Unless unless George Lucas had a master plan of why he put a long time ago in there, so Ooh. eventually bring it back up in the present day or maybe even the future through time travel mm. you casey you've got to watch clone wars and rebels you should probably I'm really catch up on yeah okay. clone wars. you should catch up on clone wars before season seven comes out in february that ain't gonna happen just binge not seeing either one I'm really caught up. I'm. Uh, I, I love this show on Netflix called. Uh, God, it's like the Last Kingdom or something like that. It's about Vikings. Like the. Um, I've seen the first two episodes of that. So you're yeah. wasting your time watching all these other things. Dude, it's so good though. It's so <laughs> it was. Good. I'm. I'm on season two, like halfway through season two. I'll tell you what was convoluted <laughs> and hard to follow was The Witcher. What are you talking about? Yeah, I guess, I mean, the... Uh, Until the end, and I was like, oh, man, like, I'm having... I told Hannah a couple episodes in, I was like, I don't think this is all happening. This is all messed up. Like, this... Right, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's confusing for people who didn't know anything about the lore. It's confusing for people to watch it. And... Well, and what's really stupid is, is like they do, none of them age. If they had done just a little bit of like gray somebody's hair for heaven's sakes, like let me <laughs> give me a hint that you know, like like the one the the queen, the queen warrior chick. The queen, the queen did look like she aged a little bit, but um, a, a little bit. Nah. Yeah, Geralt, Geralt can live for a very long time. Yennefer can live for yeah, a very long but, time. And but even Ciri like, what's the up. the guy with the Baskia? Yeah, yeah, he like doesn't he doesn't age at all. And from what I can tell, yeah, he's, he, he's only in one spe- he's only in one specific time <laughs> portion of it though. No. Yeah. He's, hmm, I guess. Because See, but that's why it's so confusing. He, he would actually age. His uh, his his code name, character name is Dandelion. Hmm. And uh, he, yeah, and just like in the show, in like the games and stuff, he's he's very, um, in love with himself and in love with you know the next girl he sees, he falls deeply in love with and always uh, writes poems and songs of how he saved the witcher so right. like even in the game when uh you're tracking down like you're trying to find dandelion or yaskir um people that you run into that you talk to trying to in like your path to try to find him are like oh yeah you're, you're the one he saved <laughs> and girl's just like sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but like i got like thinking about it now it's kind of as if if you take away the episode numbers from Star Wars and you just jumble them all up, throw them out there to somebody, that's how I felt. Like, I guess if you watch yeah, yeah, yeah. all the Star Wars episodes, all nine of them, randomly, and then at the end, you could probably put it all together, but it just would be super confusing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it would. It 100% would come across. The difference between Star Wars and The Witcher, though, is like after you watch them all, even in any sort of jumbled order, if you were to watch them again, you could put them in like it's very easy to put one, two, and three together. It's very easy to put yeah. four, five, and six together, and then seven, eight, and nine. I had I had to watch a YouTube video afterwards to make sure I thought I had everything right <laughs> that I thought I did to explain the timeline. And I was like, yeah, I pretty much got that. Thankfully, I guess season two is supposed to be pretty uh, straightforward. Straightforward timeline. I'm hoping they do more, man. Like I'm tired of these networks and even whether they're streaming networks or whatever doing like eight episode seasons man come on give us that's the new thing yeah i know but give us like 15 episodes man uh you and mcgregor seemingly confirmed that uh kenobi is going to be six episodes six one hour episodes but i did just see a rumor that dropped earlier today and it's not really founded so it has me only slightly panicked that said uh there's rumors right now that the Kenobi TV series is in jeopardy and that Ewan McGregor might've left the project over differences, whatever differences or whatever. I don't think so because he like this weekend, I think he's at Ace Comic Con Mm -hmm. photos and signings and stuff like that. Why would he still make that laugh? Make that, you know, that's what we have to do. We got to go to Baltimore. Uh, they have a Comic Con, I think February, that's going to have uh, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor. Somebody yeah, else. They're, yeah, they're doing. They, you, uh, I think Hayden's there too, and they're doing a a group photo. Is four hundred dollars there? 
There you go. And I remember, I remember talking to you guys about this a long time ago, before it was announced at the uh, D3 Expo, D23 Expo, whatever it's called. Because um, my friend was supposed to produce a commercial with Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. literally like the day before that convention. The commercial ended up falling through for some reason or another. But I was, I, I was talking to her about it, and I was like, listen, he's not in L.A. super often. He's, he's in L.A. because he's going to this. There's going to be an announcement. Yeah, you know what I mean, he's coming back, and yeah. sure enough, sure enough, I was right. Like I was able to, like a bunch of people were speculating, like Ewan McGregor, you know, we think he's going to announce this at D twenty three, and I was able to like tell a couple, like a couple of the guys in the podcasting like realm that I know, like I can confirm he's in L A right now because my buddy is a producer out there <laughs> who knows somebody else that's making a commercial with him, like he is there right now. <laughs> That's exactly what people were saying. They were like, wow, that's big news. Like, yeah, he's not nor- he's not in L.A. a lot. Yeah. So, no, but uh, hopefully it doesn't fall through. But, I see, I don't mind the, like, six-episode series, six, eight, ten, whatever, episodes. Like, when you do that, I feel like you don't get as much filler. Like, every episode, like, means more. Actually, what I was thinking, like, what, what would you guys think of this? Do you, well, do you think they ever will remake Star Wars? I know we've kind of talked about this before. It would be... It, I mean, we're 40 years into it right now. But it ended. Yeah, no. Another well, 40 years? The Skywalker saga ended. I don't know if there's anything else to do or explore. Well, I mean, like, if they remade the Skywalker saga. I, I, if different they, characters? And, well, the same characters. Like, yeah, I mean, different, different actors. Different actors. It, I mean, the only way that I could see them doing something like that is if technology got to a point to where y- you plug something into your head and you're literally there. Like, you play a character. Oh, wow. But like, you, you know what I mean? Kind of like... Ready kind play of like, <laughs> Kind of like dreaming, right? When you're dreaming, you say things and do things that right. you yourself would not normally do. But if they can infuse you into the character and you're like, you're interacting with other people as... A specific character. So you you don't think they're gonna re, okay? Uh, you don't think that? Do you I think they would? No. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. But here's what I was thinking: it would be cool because you guys know about the Lord of the Rings series that's coming out. Yeah, Jeff Bezos paid a quarter billion dollars just for the rights for that. Yeah. So, can you hear Grace? I cannot. No. Good. <laughs> She's standing at the bottom of the stairs, yelling, "Daddy!" <laughs> But um, yeah, so they okay, admit. I hear now. I got there you go. <laughs> uh, Echo base. This is Rogue Two. We found her. <laughs> repeat. We found her. She's just standing down there waving. She's got Luke shoved into a Tauntaun corpse because it's Luke. You know, it's Luke. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, it took a second, but it clicked. <laughs> It didn't even I, it didn't even click till after I said it. I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense because he is Luke. No, but um, so they're making a, a a Lord of the Rings series, but it's like a prequel series, but it's going to be a television series. So I was thinking, the only way I would really want to see Star Wars remade is if they did it like that. So like episode one is season one. Episode two, season two. So, you know, and then they could, so like these six hour cuts of episode one we hear about and like the, um, 
uh, four hour cut of a episode three. There's all these like subplots that were deleted, right? It's like the formation of the rebellion and all these little things. But just think if like episode, if the events of episode one played out over like eight hour long episodes, that'd be pretty sweet. You get more into like the Jedi lore, you get more into everything. Mm. Yeah, and you get, well, I mean, but then here you go again with the word you used before filler. See, I don't mind filler as long as it's entertaining. If the filler is entertaining, it's then then fine. Tons of TV shows well, do it. Agents of Shield, yeah. whatever. But yeah. um, because there, there's a there was a thing from episode four, a deleted scene where Luke actually went to go. He met with Biggs. Oh, I was just telling <laughs> T about this. Really? Yeah. So I'm currently listening to from a certain point of view, <clears throat> and I was just telling Josh that you know I watched Biggs die on the screen. But I don't think it actually hit me that he died until I listened to the story of Biggs from a certain point of view. Yeah, so, I mean, and there was this whole scene where yeah. he went to go meet with, he talked to Biggs in person. Yeah, but I don't, see, I think that would, are you saying that you think that would be filler? Or you think that you would like to see no, that? I, I think it would help. Yeah. But I mean, but if you're talking about breaking it into like a six hour episodic type thing, obviously you'd have to have that in there. But some right. of the stuff that's in there is going to be considered filler. That's just that's just what it is. But I I find that kind of stuff entertaining. The more yeah, exactly. we see, the more we know. If it's something you love, um, I mean, is usually better. You could delve into how woo her, you know, why he doesn't like droids because his whole family got killed in the you know in the Clone Wars by a bunch of droids. You get Chad on that for <laughs> yeah. about that one. I mean, with having the foresight, like the whole view of the entire Star Wars saga now, if you're going to go back and make like a TV series out of it like that, I mean, somewhere in episode two or, you know, between seasons two and three, while the Clone Wars is going on, you could have a young wooher and just have like a side, you know, you just see him in the background, like his whole family gets wiped out and he gets saved by a Jedi or something, you know, you like those little strings that you could pull throughout the whole series. I don't know. Thought it would be cool. Thought it would be cool. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to happen. No, but I mean, going forward, I would not, like, we talked about this a while ago. I wouldn't be opposed to, like, the Star Wars cinematic universe and everything, like, drawing from some other series, like on Disney+. Plus. Like, I wouldn't be opposed if something in The Mandalorian is tied into the next Star Wars, like, you know, movies or whatever which well, uh, it, kind of, it kind of is in a uh weird you know non linear parallel way with the force healing or, <laughs> you know what i mean right. so there are things that they wanted us to see on screen before the movie actually came out obviously yeah well and now we're getting what's exciting about this time now is after episode nine is out we're starting to get more more uh filling between episode six and episode seven one of those you know the mandalorian obviously is but even more so the uh i want to talk about the rise of kylo ren comics oh yeah let me uh let me pour some more krill oh yeah so the rise of kylo ren Comic books. Comic books. Um, pretty awesome. Like they're good. 
They're very good. Some of the actual like uh, dialogue is a little <laughs> something. Yeah, it's, uh, some of them reading, I'm just like, hmm. I thought they wrote Luke really well in it though. Like I could yeah. see Luke saying that stuff. An older Luke. <laughs> so I mean, <clears throat> obviously uh, spoilers if you haven't read The Rise of Kylo Ren. So if you don't want to hear about it, uh, fast forward a bit. But um, if you're not going to read it and you want to hear about it good place to uh, start would be the beginning. So we're introduced to uh, the Knights of Ren trying to recruit another Knight of Ren. And uh, their leader is a guy named Ren. And he's messed up looking. He does look a little jacked up. Looks like he's been through some stuff. Yeah. It's like his whole body is burned except for his forearms which is kind of messed up. But uh, so we're introduced to the Knights of Ren trying to recruit somebody. And then we jump forward to um, the Jedi Temple of Luke Skywalker. And we see the aftermath of, uh, actually, we can just tell an order. So we know what happened that uh, Luke, you know, confronted Ben, essentially. There was a misunderstanding. Ben thought that he killed Luke. So, like, in the comic, like, he is under the impression Luke is dead. So, he rushes out, and he's staring, looking at the temple. And the biggest thing that I took, one of the biggest things I took away from the first issue was he did not intentionally destroy the Jedi Temple. Like, he's just, he's standing there looking. He runs out. He's standing there looking at it. And, uh... So he comes out of the wreckage with where Luke, he left Luke. He says, why, why, why'd you do it? And then suddenly like a red cloud forms behind the temple and then it's struck by lightning and just explodes, blowing him back. And he's saying, no, 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 I never wanted this. And we see the voice in his head talking to him, and which is Snoke says, uh, you didn't choose it. The Jedi did, Skywalker did. So what do you make of that case? Does that paint Kylo Ren differently for you now knowing that he didn't like intentionally because we're presented with like Luke says like, oh, he killed all the students. Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, and you know, that kind of remains to be seen, right? Depending on if they catch up to him, what happens and stuff like that. But, yeah, could be um, confronted by a few students afterwards, but he doesn't even kill them. He like gives them. He just tells them he doesn't want to kill him. He just wants to go. Yeah, they and they try him. to and they try to fight him, and yeah. he just overpowers them with like literally brute force. Right. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you know, just t- takes off. So, yeah, I mean, I just think he wanted to 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 get out to go to figure out you know who maybe who or or what his role is right so snoke's talking to him he's been talking to him um so do you think okay a couple options with the destruction of the temple so you said do you think it was t i think said maybe yes. it was snoke slash palpatine did it from afar but if he could do it from afar this whole time why 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 wait till now like doesn't make any sense yeah, why wait till now and why not just bring all of his army there? 
right where it was or why wait till why not wait until the other three jedi were back there or whatever why not just do it when luke skywalker was in the temple i get yeah um one thing and one thing too that you and i were talking because you and i read the first the first uh um part in port in person yeah they never actually say what the planet is that yeah we're yeah, the, where the Jedi Temple was, which I really want to know. <laughs> um, the other option is possibly, I'm thinking possibly it was like involuntary, kind of like in The Rise of Skywalker when Rey involuntary, involuntarily uses the lightning and destroys the ship. It might be Ben's anger and everything building up at that point, and it just when he's screaming and letting out his aggression, yelling at the temple, boom! Lightning strikes, like Yoda style, from the sky, <laughs> and destroys it. Maybe, but I mean, it looks like he's standing there just by his hut. You know what I mean? And everything. Well, he, he comes out, he's standing in front of it, he's walking, he points his lightsaber at it, and is yelling, why? And then it, his, well, his eyes light up like red, and then... What page is this? Oh boy, I don't, there's not page numbers. It's yeah, farther, I, it's farther back. I mean, I'm looking at the first few pages, like like when he's standing there in front of the temple, and I, yeah, I you got to keep going because it goes back. It's after he leaves, after he takes off, after he shoots out their engine. Yeah, after he. So the three Jedi that try that come back right as the temple explodes and confront him, you know, he basically creates like a force storm. One of them gets injured. They take him back to their ship. Ben just takes off. And they got try to chase after him. And once again, he could have killed him, but all he does is disable their engines, and then he flies off to go see Snoke. Um, what do you mean, stop him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was probably one of the better. Uh, yeah, I, see, I see what you're talking about now. Evasive action. Ben's father is one of the galaxy's greatest pilots, and his uncle blew up a Death Star. We can't evade him. <laughs> yeah, no, because, yeah, he's standing there. It's not, I mean... And then it looks like clouds kind of building up towards the bottom, right? With red. Yeah. Like he summons a storm. I'm thinking, like, I'm leaning towards it was like an involuntary use of power, which would also kind of shadow, like Luke says, I've, I've seen this raw strength once before. So. Yeah. 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 It looks like it was him because yeah, I, don't, I mean, the red, the red in the sky is matching. The red yeah. in his eyes. He's, and he's even, he's confused by it. He's like, I never, I didn't want this, but it's almost like, yeah, I did that. Like, I didn't mean to do that, but yeah. So I think he did it just involuntarily, like, which would make sense. He's really powerful. He's unstable as, you know, <laughs> kind of, uh, you know, as uh, like shown by his lightsaber being so unstable. Um, but he runs off to Snoke and Snoke gives him a big gives hug. him a big long embrace, gives him a hug, <laughs> like just literally embraces him. And he's at this weird, I don't know he's dressed really weird. He's got he's got a weird hat on. Yeah, it's weird. But uh, yeah, he kind of looks. I mean, he he looks kind of like he's dressed in 
kind of what you would expect to see a Jedi to wear. Yeah, very in touch with nature at this point. But uh, yeah, so and then so that that's the you know Kylo kind of says he's been thinking about talking to the Knights of Ren, and then in the second issue, um, we we see a flashback to where how old would you say Ben is in the second issue? Ten-ish? Uh, yeah, maybe. Somewhere around there. Yeah, because I think according to the Star Wars, the Episode Nine Visual Dictionary, which I have somewhere, <laughs> uh, Ben started training at like 10, 11-ish. So it'd be like right at the beginning of his training. But yeah, so... But I mean, he has a lightsaber at that point in time, and it like I don't think did the other students, did the other younger students have lightsabers, or was he his only student? At that, that point, I don't know if he he might have been his only student. But we see a flashback years earlier, and it's Lor Santeca, who is the the old guy at the beginning of the Force Awakens. You know, Kylo tells him, "Look how old you become," and Luke Skywalker, and. Ben out on this mission. They're going to uh, a Jedi outpost on the you know the outer rim, the very outskirts of the galaxy. And here's an interesting tie-in. Laura Santeca says it's probably High Republic era. It was a time of greatly expanding Jedi activity throughout the galaxy. So that's a tie-in right there. See, what's terrible is that when I when I went in to start reading it, I guess um, it started where T was currently at, so I missed this portion of it. <laughs> what really? Yeah, it started off like you got done so quickly. That's why I was like, "You're done already." <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Hey, so are are you going? Can you see earlier what what happened? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking because when you brought up uh, like the look how old you've become, I was like I don't remember that at all. <laughs> so so I opened it up and I'm looking at it again. Well, yeah, it's that character that he says that to. So yeah. even at this young age, Snoke is talking to Ben. He's in his head. He's like, uh, is all well, my friend? I sense disquiet in you. The Jedi have always been good at that. You know, he's like, uh, they consider themselves masters of the force in every sense. Your master thinks of you as a child. Someday he will realize your true capabilities. And they just have no idea at this point. Like Luke is just sitting there and essentially Palpatine is just whispering to Ben since he was 10 years old. And Luke's just totally unaware. But they go to this old Jedi temple, which is just a storehouse of all kinds of Jedi holocrons. And for everybody else who reads the other comics and stuff, in uh, one of the Vader comics, Jocasta New, the librarian from episode uh, two, you know, if it's not in the, you know, the Jedi records, it, it does not exist. So, we see she survived Order 66, and she actually snuck back into the Jedi Temple, into the archives, and she smuggled out, like, thousands of holocrons, and she went and stored them somewhere. Like, there, she just had, like, this cache 
hidden somewhere in the galaxy. And uh, at the end of that, like after Vader kills her, um, it's like a time lapse. You see like all the holocrons are sitting there. And then, you know, the next frame is all the holocrons sitting there and it's just like cobwebs. And the next one is like they're totally covered in dust and cobwebs. And then you see like somebody bust through the wall and they found him. So oh, yeah. Luke, Luke mentions it. He says, this might be a, even better than Jocasta news cash. So Luke eventually found that cash full of Jedi history, Jedi holocrons, hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and then the Knights of Ren are there and Ren, the leader of the Knights of Ren, or he, uh, pretty jacked huh yeah he's pretty <laughs> jacked and he's pretty proud of himself and uh luke just pretty much owns the knights of ren pretty. my favorite part of the book we are legendary we are wait for it legendary <laughs> <laughs> but uh so luke just embarrasses the knights of ren finally uh the leader basically is like okay Hey, just so you know, um, your apprentice there has the darkness in him. I can sense it. I can sense he's on the dark side. You know, the dark side is within him. And uh, leaves his helmet there. And then we fast forward back to present time where Kylo goes back to this abandoned temple. This guy's helmet is still sitting there and evidently has a comm link inside of it to where uh, Ben can contact the Knights of Ren. And so this is how he, uh, how he makes contact with them all these years later, evidently. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where, where we go from there in uh, the next issue. But when on that ship with Lor Santeca talking about the, this, this Jedi temple is from the High Republic era, that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, so what do you make of that, Casey, that they dropped the High Republic era uh, here in this comic? And the rumor is that the next set of films is going to take place in the High Republic era, which is uh, about 400 years before Phantom Menace. Yeah, isn't the High Republic... How long is the High Republic era? Isn't that some? Isn't it like a 600, 800-year... No, 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 well, I mean, if it's 400 years before the uh, episode one, I mean, depending on whenever the, that, whatever they're going to call that era is, it's at least 400 years, I guess. I mean, I would still consider that the High Republic era. era. Well, no, that's considered a different time. That's considered a different era. It's just like considered like the fall of the Republic or something era. Mm. And then we have the Old Republic, obviously. And then you have the Old Republic era. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds cool. Um, I'm curious to see if this is a tie-in to what they're trying to do with the next movies. Apparently, also, I heard uh, there. This is another rumor, right? Um, Taika Taika Waititi, whatever. Yeah, was being courted as yeah. a potential director. Yeah. So let's okay. High Republic era. That'd be sweet if Taika Waititi did it. Um, I do like him as a director. He, uh, but 400 years before episode one, I mean, what would that look like? So you'd be, Yoda would be around. Yoda would be like 
400 years old. Yep, and training Jedi, you'd assume. Yeah, for the last 300 years. Um, but, okay, so the Sith are obviously around. But the Sith, you know, the greater galaxy thinks the Sith have been extinct for a millennia at the time of A New Hope, or at the time of Phantom Menace. But they were there. So do you think we could see, like the Sith working in the shadows and stuff. And maybe like some of the Jedi characters come across them, but they're just never able to report that back, you know? AKA killed. Yeah. They did. He did. She did. They all did. Yeah. They'd have to be pretty careful to not, uh, ouch themselves though. I mean, do you think a Sith would turn down? I mean, obviously you see, well, I mean, I, they deal in absolutes. So. Right. But I mean, Palpatine, he wasn't walking around and like killing every Jedi that he came across when he was chancellor or anything like that. Right. But do you think a Sith would, and, and for the sake of hiding and becoming more powerful, would let like a lesser Jedi go, like a lone Jedi Knight that they come across? Oh, I mean, I think that unless the Jedi Knight like came across them and realized he was a Sith and like uncovered their plan, like, yeah, it'd be just, it's worth it just to let the Jedi run along. Like, they just, like, walk in on him and, like, hey! Unless he's sitting there in the middle of some sort of Sith ritual or something, or he's he, he's fondling he his red lightsaber blade, like uh, the Master of the Knights of Ren here in these comics. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, feel the lightsaber blade. Ugh, I obey it. Like, one thing one thing that's interesting in this uh, comic too that we had never seen uh, to my knowledge or heard of before is the uh, like a, a kill switch on a lightsaber. Yeah, that was explode. Yeah, he left his hand. So what I thought was going to happen, I thought Lucas was going to cut off his hand. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. T was reading. And he goes, "That guy's about to lose lose his hand." <laughs> that, and that happened in uh that happened in a movie with Will Smith called Hancock, where he's a superhero. Yeah, he like busts up this uh, robbery, and he's like, "This is a like a kill switch, a trigger, or whatever." And Hancock did his thing and came back, like handed the police the transmitter with the guy's like arm, half of the arm <laughs> attached to it. Yeah, Luke just like goes super Jedi speed, just cuts his <laughs> cuts his arm off, grabs it, and then takes out the rest of them. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I guess it's a kyber crystal. Like, actually, I was telling T, one of the, the things that they they see in that temple is, like, this gun-looking thing. Like, Kylo walks – or Ben walks over to it, and T was like, oh, that's a cool-looking gun. I was like, yeah, actually, that's in that comic with Jocasta New. There was one of those in, like, the hidden archives in the Jedi Temple. And what she did is, like, put her lightsaber into that gun, and it shot lightsaber bolts. so there's like the kyber crystals are what they use for the death star the kyber crystals are like they're they've been used for thousands of years we see in star wars rebels that there were super weapons that the sith built thousands of years ago using kyber crystals and stuff so i mean it could be turned into, i guess it's not outside of the realm of possibilities that it would be a bomb just we really haven't seen it utilized like that before and, and here's something interesting interesting to talk about too talking about kyber crystals um because george lucas at one point in time he did come out and say that part of his idea for this second uh the sequel trilogy 
was to have it be about the wills. And mm-hmm. Rogue One, the like uh, freaking Danny Danny Yen, Donnie and uh, Bays. Yeah. yeah, they were they were guardians of the wills, which apparently in George Lucas's, which apparently is canon at this point in time, right? Or at least somebody believes that they exist. They're basically like the gods of the Force. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's unknown exactly what the wills are now at this point. At one point, it was like heavily speculated that Yoda was a will, which I mean could still be. I mean, season two of The Mandalorian, uh, he's going to find the Yodas. Maybe Yoda's uh, people could be the Wills still, I guess. I mean, maybe he's got to take them to the Guardians of the Wills and they just like guard these little, maybe that's why they're Guardians because they got to guard these little guys because they're babies for 50 years. So they would need Guardians for a long period of time. It's a lot of babysitting. But um, apparently, so I'm just reading about it. So apparently, uh, so they were, Blah, 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 community of beings who wrote the Journal of the Wills, a document that recorded important events in the galaxy, as well as philosophical reflections and verse. There were shamans among them, one of whom taught the Jedi Master, Jedi, Quan, Jedi, Jedi Qui-Gon Jinn, that the, that the ability to retain one's consciousness and after death required absolute selflessness. Hmm. Yes, I mean, they're, oh, man, they're interlaced in here. Um, what do you think? Okay, so talking about this this new saga, I wanted to run this by you. And actually, this was something that Hannah Hannah mentioned to me months ago. I think I might have mentioned it on the podcast. And it never really did make sense. But now, after episode nine, I think it makes sense to me. She said it never made sense to her, the whole rule of two with the Sith. Did it make, does it make sense to you, Case? Yeah. Um, based off what we've seen in various video games and things like that, they always, they always, they, they crave power and search for power. So eventually at some point in time, they're going to kill the person who trained them. And Right. But here's like what, does, here's what Hano said, which... I guess I always kind of realized, but never wanted to like speak it out loud. I was like, yeah, there is something wrong with that. But you know, Hey, it, it may, I guess it kind of makes sense. Like unless you don't think about it too hard, which I'm very proud to say I have a wife that sometimes we'll just get into like deep star Wars discussions. <laughs> we'll just be like driving along in the car. She'll call me after she gets out of work and I'm still working. And sometimes we have some really good deep star Wars discussions. And I always, am like, I wish I could record this phone call. It, or like I wish she would come on the podcast and just talk about this with me but she won't come on the podcast but she said it doesn't really make sense does it the rule of two because so the rule of two is you know Bane started it and it was uh, a master and apprentice no more no less one to crave the power and the other to embody it but if you're a Sith and you're you know self-loving you know you're very self-centered you're very uh like egomaniac uh very powerful why are they it's like self-sacrificial to be like okay i'm gonna find an apprentice and i'm gonna find an apprentice that i think is gonna supersede me that's gonna be better than me one day i'm gonna train him everything i know and then someday 
he's going to kill me. And it's just for the betterment of the Sith as a whole. Does well, that I mean, mean like a Sith thing? I think it's more hubris than that. I think that the the Sith that embodies the power probably doesn't think that he is capable of, of being killed by his apprentice at any point in time. Because he's the one who's teaching him everything, knows him in and out and stuff like that. And it makes sense to have somebody, like, especially if we, okay, say, yeah, I'm going to die. This is going to be 30, 40 years down the line. Um, I say, okay, because during that 30, 40 years, I can sit at my, I sit at my ass, eat womp rats or whatever. <laughs> womp rats. While, my, while my Sith apprentice goes along around the galaxy doing my, my will and my bidding. I don't have to lift a finger. I just have to be this dude who's empowered. Who knows? He could be killed. And I just go find another apprentice. It's more right, likely but, that he's going to die somewhere out there than me dying here. The Sith are all about elongating their life. They live supernaturally long. They never want to die. They don't want to hand over power. Like They embody the power. One to crave it, one to embody it. Like, Palpatine, do you think Palpatine ever planned on passing the Sith down to Darth Vader? Do you think he ever, Palpatine ever planned on passing the Sith down to Darth Maul? No, do you, but at the same time, do you think? Do you imagine Palpatine on every on, on the ships and on the ground and boarding the Tanif? You know what I mean? No, he, right. no. He, he needs somebody who's powerful to be able to handle those situations. But he, I don't think he ever planned on being like. Does the person of Palpatine? Do you see him as ever thinking like someday my apprentice is going to kill me, and he'll be the all powerful one? That's all right with me. I mean, his plan was probably to use him in some fashion on Exegol. Ah, exactly. So here is my new theory, okay? <laughs> what does Palpatine tell Ray on Exegol? Uh, several things. You want to narrow it down a little bit? Yeah. Concerning the passing down, uh, concerning striking him down on the topic of which we're talking. So he's yeah, that my, my, my essence or whatever will transfer to you. All the Sith, you know, live in me. And uh, if you strike me down, you'll be the Empress of the Sith. And all my power will go into you. It's not and, power. I think he said essence. Okay. Well, and he, uh, okay. Um, tomato, tomato, whatever, his essence, he's saying like the dark side would empower her, right? And his essence would go into her. So here's my new working theory. And I think it works. And I think that if it works this way, they would be smart in incorporating this in the new series in the High Republic era. So let's go all the way back to Darth Bane. Just, just for, you know, just... That's the name we know. He was the one who supposedly started off the rule of two. What if Darth Bane was the one who founded Exegol? Darth Bane was the one who somehow, uh, through all the, the Sith alchemy and everything, whatever power of the dark side, we, we've heard of essence transfer before. So he's the one that figures this out. So Darth Bane now has the, the ability and the power of essence transfer. And he knows he's not going to live forever. The dark side is hard on a body. We see what it does to your body if you're, you know, you, the dark side of the force is within you. It just corrupts you, breaks you down. So he finds an apprentice. You want to find the strongest person you can, the most force sensitive person you can. Uh, you train them. You teach them everything you know. And this whole time, you know that the 
the principle or like the the morality of the dark side, you know, one to embody the power of the master, the other to crave it. And eventually they're going to strike you down. That's the way of the Sith, right? And they're going to take that mantle. Like it wasn't the Sith way to like, okay, yeah, master's going to die, you know, sweet death, you know, I'm going to take care of him when he gets old. Sith apprentice (laughs) isn't changing their master's diapers with, you know, uh, once they get old and incontinent, you know, at some point, whenever they feel that they're powerful enough, they strike them down or try or try. Right. But here's my theory. If Bane knew the whole time of, you know, he could transfer it. So Bane has an apprentice. She, it was in the old legends. It was a girl. She kills Bane. All of Bane's knowledge, all of his power transfers into her i think i think he also does too though yes exactly so it's so it's still technically bane just in a different body just in a different body and it's like so it's like absorbing that person so it'd be like if i'm the master and you kill me you open yourself up to that door you know through the dark side because you are part of the dark side you know that hatred you know that that's what palpatine was telling ray you know strike me down with all your hatred you know open yourself up and when you do that when you take your vengeance out on me and you're open yourself up to the dark side then i can transfer into you and you will be the you know the lord of the sith so every time i think it started if it started with bane or whomever um you know, the, ma- the apprentice kills the master, the master's essence. So suddenly, if you, I'm the master and you kill me, not only do you still have all of your experiences, you know, every single plot, every, er- you know, everything you've ever lived, but suddenly downloaded in you is this like legion of Sith Lords, everyone who's come before you. And it just builds upon it, builds upon it, builds upon it. So now you're the master and you know, this whole time, not, that you become the master, that you're never truly going to die. You're just going to be, you're just absorbed into this. And so it's not a selfless act. It's a selfish act to find somebody that's powerful, somebody that you someday will, in essence, inhabit and become. Right, yeah. And like that's one thing that I was hoping you were going to say because it's, again, it's not just like a transfer of power. I, like, I, like I, It's like a transfer of consciousness almost um and i really like that and there's actually two moments in the star wars movies where i think that this holds a candle do you know what they are uh well i mean episode nine i am all the sith nope and before in the uh not the sequel trilogy okay well, I mean, I can think of several. Like, I could think like there's two, uh, there's two pivotal, two pivotal moments. I'll tell you, one of them was episode six. The, pre- the hold on the prequel trilogy. Okay, we'll go there, right? Um, Darth Sidious says something along the lines of, "Soon I will have a more powerful apprentice and far I'm younger." Far younger. So, yeah, if powerful. he's if if he's younger and more powerful, younger being the the key there right because why would palpatine want to go into dooku's body when he's knocking on death's door already exactly but dooku at that point in time was the most powerful um and then anakin comes along but anakin gets diced up well yeah so i mean still at that point when when sidious is fighting yoda 
And Yoda says, you know, if so powerful you are, why leave? And what does Palpatine say? Darth Vader will become more powerful than either of us. I mean, at that point, going along this, he was still thinking, oh, at some point, Anakin, Darth Vader is going to strike me down, and I'm going to inhabit him, and I'm going to gain all that power of the Chosen One. Yep. But Obi-Wan kind of screws up that plan, right? So now he doesn't want to inhabit Darth Vader and rely on a, you know, a suit to keep him alive. Right. So there you go. So then he needs another apprentice, at which point in time becomes Kylo. Hmm. Well, I mean, first, you gotta backtrack. So at some point there, maybe this is why he found somebody had a kid. Because right. he's yeah, Luke. That was the second one. Well, no, I'm talking about Palpatine. So Palpatine at some point here has a kid. Yeah. Maybe it skips a generation. We don't know the story of what the internet has named Chad Palpatine. Um, but and that's why he, but that's why he's searching for Ray, right? Because he would know that Ray's his offspring. It's going to be powerful, but also that's why he's searching for Luke. That's why he wants Vader to bring Luke before him. Yeah, and and that's why I think he's laughing when uh, he Luke finally uses the Force and pulls the lightsaber yeah. to him, and Vader blocks it because he's like, "I got him. Like this is, you are going to become me." Yeah. Basically. So but Vader again steps in. Yeah. <laughs> Which we talked about that on the podcast before. I asked you guys, do you think Vader blocked him to stop him from like to save Palpatine or blocked to save Luke? I think he blocked us. Well, at that point in time, he was still fighting Luke. Well, he was conflicted and, though. Yeah, I mean, he was conflicted. That's why Luke was walking around like the catwalk up there. I can sense the conflict within you, Father. Yeah. But um, but I mean, so Vader, right there, Vader, like freaking Luke... throws his lightsaber and stuff like that. Like Vader was pissed off. I think Vader at that point in time was still on Palpatine's side. It but if Luke had cut him down, like right there, it could have been like that exact essence transfer because Luke was doing exactly. Luke would have done exactly what he was trying to get. What Palpatine was trying to get Ray to do in Episode Nine. Yeah, but the question becomes then: Does it have to be done on Exegol? I don't think it has to, I, I don't think it has to be done on Exegol. I think that he was on Exegol to be kept alive essentially. Right. Yeah. Well, but I mean you look at you look at Exegol and you have those the the entire like the gladiator arena full of cultists, <laughs> right? Right. You think that that would have Well, they're not forced in, in a place in a, in, a, in a I know, but in a place of Sith power especially. Yeah. You think that that would help it would help, but I don't think it's necessary. I think that he was just on Exegol because that was like his storehouse of power. That's where he had all his Sith cultists. That's where, you know, it was a safe spot for him to hide out while he was half a man, if that. So I think that if Luke had done that, it was the exact same setup as what we get in episode nine, where he's like, oh, yeah, to save your friends, go ahead, you know, strike me down. But he didn't tell him, like, oh, strike me down. So. You know, I can inhabit you. That was just right. like, well, but it was strike me down. Your journey towards the dark side will be complete. And I think that that is, given what we're talking about, is a, a very important statement. Will be complete because yeah. after after you kill me and I transfer into you, there is nothing else for you to like you to do with the dark side. You are. Yeah, I just, yeah you're done. Like I'm gonna soak you up. 
like a sponge. And <laughs> but you see, I, I like this theory. And and given those two moments in the one in the prequel trilogy, one in the original trilogy, and then you have it influenced by the sequel trilogy, and then you you go back to the uh, New Republic or Old Republic with Darth Bane. Yeah. Um, instituting this rule. Yeah, because at that point in time, why would you want an army of people who want to kill you? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I mean, one guy. if this goes forward, so that also works with my theory. Like, after the battle with Palpatine, you know, Vader had denounced, Vader denounces, it works on a couple different levels. Because in order to become a Force ghost, like Qui-Gon and Yoda both had to face their dark side to learn the power to become a Force ghost. So Yoda actually comes like face to face with like a dark side version of him and has to defeat him, overcome him, put down his dark side. This is something we think we might see these kind of, this kind of trial in Kenobi for Kenobi to learn this. Vader does this at this point. He is literally is his dark side. He has to face his dark side and denounce it. And then he picks up Palpatine and throws him over. And at that point, that's why I said, I think all that blue stuff that comes out, is that like I think that if Ray had cut Palpatine down, we would have seen all that blue stuff come out and inhabit her. Right. But Vader wasn't touching the dark side. Luke wasn't touching the dark side. So that blue stuff all comes out and tries to find something to latch onto. Tries to find the next Sith that was being groomed, and at that point there was nothing there, and so he dies. And just like Palpatine says, I've died before. So right there, I think, is that that works for it. And like you said, what would be really cool is essentially then you go back into the High Republic, the new movies, and you can have the Dark, the dark Lord of the Sith. Essentially, it's just like a lesser Palpatine. You can, like, so every, just think about it. As the master back then, they're building this grand plan to eventually take over the Republic. And only after they've got all their ducks in a row 400 years later, are they like, okay, I need to find somebody who's force sensitive, who is going to be in such a position that when I inhabit him, he will be able to, like, we're going to infiltrate the Republic from the inside out as the Sith. And so I'm going to groom this young kid, Palpatine, you know, to a point to where he is going to become the champ, the senator, and then set the whole thing up with the Trade Federation to get mercy votes to get him in a position to where he can become the chancellor, and we'll have this whole thing going with the the clones and everything. So, every apprentice from the from Bane up has been chosen for a different time, a different season. Like, okay, this. So, like when he chose Maul. I don't think he ever intended on becoming Maul. I think Maul was just a tool. Maul was a means to an end. Yeah, Maul yeah, was what I was speaking about earlier. And then, so there's there's two questions that that I have now. One is, we saw the 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 vats of the clone Snoke's. <laughs> right. Um. Was he cloned from somebody? Could he have been cloned from like Darth Bane? Like that body looked pretty rough. Yeah, could have been a past Sith Lord, and maybe that's why he had a connection to him. Yeah, and, and I think I think it would have had to have been a past Sith because there's no, like especially in cloning, right? From 
legends or what have you, there's no guarantee that a clone is going to be force sensitive. Right. But he had vats of Snoke's. He created Snoke. So it would have had to have been somebody who was force sensitive. It could have been nobody. What if Snoke was an apprentice? What if Snoke is the bad guy for the High Republic era, but he's like not as messed up looking and stuff? It's like the original Snoke. Yeah. And Snoke in the comics says that Master Skywalker did it to him, though. Yeah, I think that's just like his face, that part of his face being messed up or whatever. Mm. But even his clones had the messed up face thing. Well, I mean, if you're just trying at this point to keep up an appearance, then you could just design that in, you know what I mean? Or alter it or just zap him with a force a little bit. Zap him with some force lightning. Yeah, so yeah, so that's my question. Who is who are the clone Snokes in the vats, and where who was the original, and uh, who? Obviously, the Sith cultists would have heard of the the destruction of the Second Death Star, and that the Emperor was on it. But I would like to see that like excavation on that yeah. planet, yeah, to find his body, and who was there, and how they hooked him up, and how they saved him. He probably had pretty specific instructions. Yeah. But yeah. Um, like, if I die, sense. go find my body. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> or there's probably like a code. Like probably all these Sith cultists knew. Like, okay, eventually um, he's going to pass his essence down into somebody new, and there's like a code of some sorts where he can be like, you know, oh yeah, it's actually me. I'm the new. It's, it's the new me. This is the new. So the new the new outfit. This is the new Papa uh, Palpatine. This is the new avatar for Papa Palpatine. But uh but yeah, so somebody had to go and find like his half a body. I like the idea that somebody put out that it really looks like when he's on that arm, he has no legs. It's just like yeah. his torso and like half of his fingers are busted off and stuff. So it's just like a torso hanging there. Would have been even cooler if he was just if he didn't have a cloak. It was just like a torso with a bunch of tubes going into him. That, that would I mean, been. I think he would have had to have had some sort of legs. Maybe we shouldn't see him because the cloak was a little long. But um, yeah, his fingers were definitely messed up. That could have been because I mean, he was still shooting lightning as he was falling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as he as he died and his body was no longer like regenerating, the dark side left him. He might have still been shooting out some stuff, which is why his fingers were all messed up. Or maybe it's just from rotting for a couple of weeks until he was found or the explosion when the death star blew up right but he had to have been found he had to have been found pretty darn quick because like you're falling onto like an ocean planet very moist yeah well i know he does look bloated well i mean that just might be because the actor's a little bit older yeah but they they could have made him look wrinkly and stuff if they wanted to like he looks like a corpse yeah, I know. But, I mean, and he, he does. Looks like a corpse that sat in the water for a while. Yeah, well, he doesn't look super rotted. Because if you're sitting in the water, dude, like 48 hours, you're... Yeah, I mean, it could have been like uh, uh, one of his royal guards or something, like the Red Guards. Could have been one of the cultists, like, oh, there's a beacon. Maybe that little, uh, you know that little, sit, that little emblem that he always wore in his cloak? That could be like a beacon. Like it's just actually, I, I saw, did you see that meme? No, there's a meme. 
of Palpatine hanging there. And uh, Kylo's like, how did you survive? And he's like, my boy, it's simple. And he reaches under his, his cloak and he's got a life alert button. <laughs> I mean, that's not entirely implausible because Leia had one with Ray, the bracelet. Right. right. So somebody could have just came, tracked him right to Kef Burr, found his corpse, been like, oh, yeah, we better get this to Exegol. Put him on a life support machine and started pumping him full of that blue fluid. So it would have had, it would have had to been. So if you've been to Exegol, do you need a wayfinder to get back there? Because the wayfinder was on the Death Star, right? So and there was only there was only one other one. So there had to have been that we somebody, know. There would have had there, so there had to have been one on Exegol to allow people to leave and find it, right? Or right. potentially somebody could have left. With the Wayfinder, because it seems like the Wayfinder was put in the Death Star vault after Palpatine, because that dagger was obviously made, you would, you would think it was made after the Death Star landed there, so they could cut it out exactly yeah. and show where exactly where it is. So maybe whoever they are comes, finds Palpatine, takes him back to Exegol. And then comes back, play, maybe even per Palpatine's orders, says, "Oh, I've foreseen this. Take, put my way, put the wayfinder back where I died, and somebody will come looking for me there. You know, my grandchild, my granddaughter will come so, and find me." So the dagger, the inscription, of the dagger was in Sith. Do you think Ochi made the dagger and made the inscription? Very possible. I think that's the he was a Sith cultist. Yeah, so. I think that's the only option because he had he had to have been to Exegol, right? Um, or was working for someone above him that did all this. Yeah, because the it just seems too con too convenient because Palpatine didn't have another apprentice that we know of at least um, to put the Wayfinder there and also use some sort of like forced protection, kind of like the cave, right? Um, and the Death Star itself wasn't necessarily... Do you think because Palpatine died there, that's the reason why that becomes kind of like the cave in Dagobah? Yeah, so like a strong dark side force, like, essence is there. Because that's what the cave in Dagobah is, is like a dark side thing, too. Yeah. So maybe a Sith Lord died there. Maybe we see that in, a, in the High Republic era. Maybe that's where Snoke originally died. Because if you remember in that other comic, Snoke takes Kylo to Dagobah to that cave. And Snoke in the comics here is he has he's dressed up like a nature nomad and yeah, he looks like flowers a and branches and stuff. Yeah, he has stuff all around him that just like could be related to Maleficent. It is very Dagobah-ish. I would yeah. Believe that. Yeah. So huh. Yeah, I I like I really hope that this is the way that they go like this would be I would love this. It'd be really interesting. Yeah, let's get Bobiger on the phone. We wait stop everything. If this is not the way you're going, then uh we have a new Star Wars uh Stop the presses. Because I mean it just it just makes it just makes it would be so good and it just makes everything falls in line without having to do a bunch of other nonsense you know what i mean yeah 
you're not undoing anything. You're building upon stuff. And and you're also incorporating some legends with like Darth Bane. Like you're bringing right. things back into it. So then the only question becomes, uh, so is Palpatine Plagueis then? Well, at some point, yeah. Or did Palpatine was Palpatine the to, was Palpatine the one to find Exegol? And Palpatine, and because because if we're following along this train of thought, then every Sith Lord would have had to have known about Exegol and gone back there at some point in time. Or maybe Exegol was before Bane. Yeah, I mean, still the point remains that every Sith Lord would have had to have known about Exegol and, and had this ability. If, if Bane knew about it, if it was before Bane. So actually, somebody is pointing out that the Dwarty. So they're like ancient Sith philosophers or whatever, but it wasn't really widely known that they were Sith philosophers, but the Dwarty are the, uh, the statues, the four statues in Palpatine's office. You know what I'm talking about? The gold statues. Yeah. And you can actually buy replicas of the Dwarty at galaxy's edge. Like they're like a foot tall, but supposedly that's what those, their monster versions on Exegol. So those statues that like Kylo goes down the yeah. elevator behind yeah. stuff, it's the Dwarty. It's those same guys. So maybe the Dwarty set this up The and there was like Sith Lord after Sith Lord and we know that at least in Legends and it's kind of been hinted at in canon now that there used to be a lot of Sith but there was always infighting among the Sith. So Maybe they lost track of Exegol. Maybe Bane killed the Sith Lords, the the ruling Sith Lords at that point, and you know, or, or the Jedi did, and Bane was the only one to survive, so he didn't have that knowledge of Exegol. Maybe this whole time he's looking for Exegol. So Bane becomes the you know, has an apprentice, engulfs the apprentice, engulfs the apprentice, on and on and on and on and on, all the way up to the High Republic era, maybe they're still searching for Exegol. And it's not until Palpatine or somebody finds Exegol. Right, but wouldn't you have to find Exegol to take, to transfer the essence? I don't think so. That's That's what I said. I really don't think so. I don't think you need Exegol to do that. I think that kind of ruins it, though, then, because that's the whole point of the whole Sith alchemy thing and figuring that stuff out and i think the biggest part of sith alchemy was like bringing palpatine back from the dead so after this this chain of master and apprentice this line had been unbroken for a millennia so this guy had been transferring his essence from person to person for a millennia and it's not until so it would line up with this too because it's not until palpatine dies and they said uh, Hayden, or um, Anakin says to Ray, bring balance to the force as I did. Luke says that for a period there was balance in the force after Anakin killed Palpatine because he killed him. Palpatine says, I've died before. So I think the important part is that like Exegol is a fail safe in case you can't transfer your essence down to somebody else. It's hey, your man. mulligan. And I guess the question becomes too, like, do you have to be awake and willing to transfer your essence because at this point in time then you're saying that palpatine is Plagueis, right and you know what i mean um but i think palpatine is the 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 big the the bad dude you know what i mean right we know him as palpatine 
Right. Yeah, I know. But if at that point in time, why would you just come out and say, I am Bane or something like that? Like, why, why would you keep going with the Palpatine theory just because you inspire fear in the galaxy because it was this time period? But he doesn't refer to himself as Palpatine. He uses, like, Palpatine is the mask. So the name is always the mask. The title, like, he is Dark Lord of the Sith. He's Darth Sidious. So what if Darth Sidious is the original name? Right? What if he took up the name Darth Sidious long ago? What if Darth Sidious was Bane's master? And it's at this point where he's going to reveal himself to the Republic again, reveal himself to the Jedi. And he comes out and he was like, I know it's this generation, it's this body, so I'm going to take on the moniker of Darth Sidious again. Yeah. Or we never seen really a passing of the Master of the Apprentice. Maybe Darth, maybe the Master always goes as Darth Sidious. Maybe it's, I'm Darth Sidious, you're Darth Vader, and if you were to jump into Darth Vader's body, then, then he's like, oh, I'm Darth Sidious. Okay, the next Apprentice is uh, Darth Maul. Oh. You're Darth Maul until I jump into your body. I'm Darth Sidious again. We haven't actually seen, we have never actually seen this essence transfer happen. So he could always be Darth Sidious. That's true. The one thing I worry about is undermining the importance of Exegol. I think Exegol should still remain. Yeah. Maybe Exegol's like, I don't know. Well, the only thing I literally want to say is that. I was reading the the myths and fables Star Wars, and they have the Stone Sith or the something like that. I can't remember the title. He's a Sith from like the seventies. Um, so it's really stoned. Basically, they <laughs> cheese o Pete. He's uh, the dude. He's the he's dude. The dude. Sith. He's the big Lebowski. Yeah, but uh, so. The only thing I think about your theory that may be wrong in Exical is that in that story, they talk about him teaching them, but not teaching him everything. And then one day he grows powerful or thinks he's powerful enough and then tries to kill his master and then winds up the master killing him. So if your theory on Exegol is what you say it is, then they would have to go there and know when they're going to die. Right. Yeah. So like you would have to know that's, I agree. So like what he's saying is if Exegol is needed for the transfer, you would always have to know exactly when they're going to kill you. Well, I mean, I'm not saying maybe like needed needed, but like you at least had to have been there. I think, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, if then if Bane knew where it was, then you always know where it is. You know and, what I mean? And you know, it's also possible that there were other pockets of Sith in the galaxy. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to make themselves known to the Republic, to the Jedi, to whatever. So maybe there's more more than one, but maybe the the most important, the most powerful, the Sidious the Sidious line yeah. deals with Mexico. I think that yeah, at this point, like the Sith as we know them. The, there could be like, because okay, like the Jedi Order was destroyed, and for a long time we we thought, okay, Obi Wan and Yoda were the only Jedi that survived, and then Luke was the only Jedi after this. Well, now we know that's not true. Like, for the most part, there was ten thousand Jedi, maybe a hundred got away. So there's like, you know, every time they make a new video game, it's like, oh, yeah, Kale, 
he survived Order 66. Still haven't played the game, Casey. Don't spoil it for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, or, you know, like Kanan Jarrus from Rebels. Oh, he's, he was a Jedi. He survived. So there's like tons of Jedi that actually survived. Maybe when they thought all the Sith were destroyed, maybe there was like 10 or 15 other Sith. Like you're saying, they could have been like out doing other Sith things in other parts. But it, the the lineage of the Sith as we know them, the important lineage, the ones who took up that mantle and made it this thing where it's like this larger than life entity. And I was saying this before episode nine came out. My theory was, what if Palpatine's bigger than what we thought? Because remember, I always said that a rumored title for episode seven was an ancient evil. So this could be going all the way back to that. Like Palpatine is that ancient evil. And that's why I said, like, if Palpatine is the cancer, that it, like, is of the dark side. So if you look at balancing the Force, it's not just a two Jedi, two Sith thing. A balanced body isn't 50% healthy, 50% dying and decaying. A balanced body is you extract the tumor, the cancer. So the tumor, the cancer being the Sith, the rule of two, that master that's been transferring his essence down all this time, growing in secret until finally it reveals itself. And then when Vader, Anakin kills him, it's like, oh, yep, you're, you're good. You're cancer-free. The Force is cancer-free. He brought balance for a period. You know, essentially, it went in, you went into remission, and then the cancer came back. It pops back up like cancer has a tendency of doing when Palpatine was... And that's Exegol. Exegol is the ace in the hole. So was Exegol completely destroyed at this point in time? Yeah, I think Exegol, I think she destroyed the line of the Sith, destroyed that true line, and destroyed the the, the cultists. The cultists that have the that would have had the uh ability to the uno reverse card or the do you know play it again or you know the cloning the like like beaumont kin one of our new favorite characters from side characters from episode nine says you know cloning uh what's he say it's like cloning something dark secrets only the sith knew now they don't know it anymore you destroyed them you destroyed their their base you destroyed all their you know, everything was blown away there. All all the pickled Snokes, gone. Is uh, Did Ray's ship survive, or technically Kylo's ship survive with the Wayfinder? I don't think so. Well, I mean, maybe, because, well, okay, so here's two things. You asked before, do you need a Wayfinder to get to Exegol? Right, especially if you've been there before. So no, happened by accident. So no, because Kylo flies there. He, he Kylo takes a different. No, no, he doesn't. So there's two wayfinders. He find, he picks up the wayfinder in the very first scene. Okay, Kylo picks up the wayfinder. That's what I'm saying. He goes he to Mexico. He has the wayfinder. Okay, in his Tide Fighter. There's the second wayfinder. Ray goes to the Death Star. She recovers it. She drops it. Kylo picks it up. Kylo crushes it. And he says, the only way you're getting to Exegol is with me. Okay? Yeah. Then they battle. She stabs him, heals him, runs off, jumps in his ship, goes to Octo, tries to burn his ship up, decides she's going to go to Exegol, 
Luke says, you have everything you need. There's the wayfinder. So she has the only remaining wayfinder, takes the Luke's X-Wing, and goes and flies there. Kylo gets in another TIE fighter and flies to Exegol without a wayfinder. So once you've been there, yeah, once you've been there, you can go back. Gotcha. It's it's almost kind of like Kessel. Like if you know yeah. if you know the path. Yeah, right. Everything okay. Oh. oh that's good. T just started calling the cops on me. <laughs> so, Casey, I've been reading these uh these Star Wars books and I currently have my favorite character and i would like to know what your guys's favorite characters are your favorite character out of the movies the books i mean i'm not really into the whole legends i'm more into canon right now so i'd have to say woo her the uh, bartender (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the cantina i love his backstory that he was a uh, orphaned um you know from the clone no i don't know casey go ahead <laughs> you know it's it's tough because i mean there's so many that are awesome like the go-to everyone's favorites like han solo yeah han solo is awesome i you know i still i really really um it's not a legend it's going back to legends thing i guess but um the whole story of of uh obi-wan which we'll soon to see, we're soon to see more of. Uh, I, that's like my off the cuff answer is Obi Wan. Yeah, Obi Wan's pretty cool. Which is like with my Saga Day edit, it's basically most of it is told from Obi Wan, you know, certain point of view. Obi Wan, <laughs> certain point of view. But but if we get more information on Beaumont, I uh, he <laughs> might he might quickly become <laughs> a new favorite of mine. He just sounds so cool, just from a little blurb. You need to listen to. Oh, let me look it up to make sure I get the podcast right. Uh, so, have you ever listened to Force Center? No. <laughs> you need to listen to Force Center. They do a. Oh, come on. They do a series called Databank Brawl. So this week on Databank Brawl with Joseph Scrimshaw. It's Albrecht versus Beaumont Kin. So what they do is they choose two characters from Star Wars. Normally they're like random side characters or whatever, right? So Beaumont Kin is Dominic Monaghan's character uh, from The Rise of Skywalker. Come to find out he is like in the visual dictionary. He knows all this stuff about the Sith because he's studied the Sith for years. Yeah. He's been to like Moraban, Korriban and stuff. He's, he's like the Indiana Jones of this universe. Right. <laughs> he was like a professor and stuff. Yeah. And he saw the writing on the wall and knew the First Order was coming back. So he got out of Hosmian Prime before it was destroyed. He's helping Ray trans- translate. He speaks just, just like in Indiana Jones. He speaks over a dozen languages. He'll be out of here. Whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. So Beaumont. So this episode is Beaumont Ken versus Albrecht. You guys know who Albrecht is? He's in episode nine. I don't know. You guys don't know who Albrecht is? Albrecht, Albrecht is the 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 monkey. No monkeys, come on. That uh, puts uh, Kylo's helmet back together. The, oh, the he's a Sith alchemist. alchemist. Yeah, so his name is Albrecht. So it's 
So what they do is they choose these two characters. Then on their on their podcast for Data Break Brawl, they they go through, give you a little background on the characters, as much as you can read from the databanks. And then they kind of say, like, okay, where would they meet up? What's the setting? Like, so in this episode, they say, okay, um, Mortis, or not, not Mortis, uh, Malachor is a, a Sith planet and has been, like, devastated by, like, this war between the Jedi and the Sith. So they say, okay, Boma is going there to study some Sith stuff. And he gets there and he runs into <clears throat> Elbrek, a Sith alchemist who's there also collecting Sith stuff. So then they just go back and forth. And they just play out like a battle to the death between these two random characters or a bat to see whoever wins or if they get away. And at a certain point they say, okay, let's stop here. Who do we think is going to win? Do we think they're going to kill the other guy? Do they, we think they're going to escape? So they just like, add, they just like improv a battle between two random characters. But this one was pretty good case is Beaumont versus Albrecht, the monkey. And okay. I, would, I would suggest everybody go check out Force Center and check out their data brink brawls because they're uh they're quite entertaining yeah the last the one they did before that was claude who's the slug on the millennium falcon in episode nine versus a sith trooper interesting that's a podcast yeah or is it on youtube too it's a podcast force center because uh, go ahead apparently they have like a uh, like an an like there's some like animated versions of it too oh really <laughs> Yeah, I saw something like animated. Animated Force Center databank brawl. It'd be sweet if they were animated. So, Josh, yeah. who's um, your so favorite? versus Maul. That's like a, it's a video, but I think it's just a podcast. Oh, let's see. My favorite character. Like, I was, like Obi-Wan would be a good one. Like, he's cool. I mean, I've always loved Qui-Gon. I think Qui-Gon is a pivotal role, especially now looking at everything. Um... Man, I don't know, man. Like, Luke is cool. If Palpatine ends up being, like, this ancient evil, and we see, like, <laughs> another, like, like a lesser version of him back in the High Republic era, like, Palpatine is one of my favorites now. Just, like, Ian McDiarmid is awesome. The Palpatine he plays in the, in, like, yeah. Palpatine's cool in episode six. And it's like, man, he's cool. And he's just a bad guy. Like, he was just basically like all we ever got a Snoke in episode seven yeah. and eight. He's just a hooded bad guy. You don't know where he came from. He's the emperor. Then you get episodes one, two, and three, and you see, like, how maniacal. And I, I might say Palpatine. Palpatine might be my favorite character. Just because even if he's not this all-knowing Sith Lord with this sponge brain that just inhabits his apprentices, like, he pulled so many strings to get everything to happen that way, to become the emperor. <sighs> Might be Palpatine, man. Might be Palpatine. I'm going to go with, I'll say Palpatine is my favorite character. How many more times can you say Palpatine? Palpatine. Uh, she Palpatine. <laughs> so, Palp as Josh... Palpatine. <laughs> as Josh knows, my favorite book right now is Dark Disciples. Quinlan Voss is currently my all-time, like, just, I'm obsessed with him right now. I'm trying to learn everything I can. Just, I love this guy. I've even talked about cosplaying as him. What you really need to do is find something, if you want to find everything out about Quinlan Voss, you can. 
tell you what to do Quillen Voss style. You find something that was Quillen Voss's <laughs> and you touch it and you just you can feel his emotions. Which kind of ties into uh, Fallen Order a little bit. That's like Cal's power. Yeah, it's the same power that Cal yeah. has. The Force Echoes is what they call it. Yeah, so yeah. the first thing I saw when I saw Josh playing the first the first order? Yeah, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. First is, order is uh, the bad guys. Yeah, is that I was like, oh sweet, that guy's got the same powers as uh as Quinlan Voss. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool how he can touch things and read them. You know, some Jedi have that power. Some Jedi can heal other Jedi. Can heal. Some Jedi have uh, can slow down time. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's all kinds of different powers. Uh, but no, yeah, I'd say I think now. Looking back at the Skywalker saga, Palpatine's my favorite. You said Quinlan's your favorite. Yep. And what did you say, Case? Oh, you're going with Obi- Obi-Wan? Yeah, that was my off-the-cuff answer. So which, final answer? Locking it in? Yeah, I mean, I haven't, like, I, I'm not going to sit down for 10 minutes and meditate on it. So, <laughs> oh, Well, we can pause. You know, <laughs> you know, get into a meditative stance. There's a lot of cool people. There are. Like, if I'm just basing it off, like, the main movie saga and stuff like that, Obi-Wan's a boss, man. What if we say favorite good guy and favorite bad guy? Favorite bad guy? Well, I guess mine would technically be good guy and bad guy. Kind of both. So. (laughs) Been good and bad? I I mean, he's a good guy. He is a good guy. So who's your favorite bad guy? Her. And who's your favorite bad guy, Case? And then I... I got to say, who's my favorite good guy, which I guess would be, I, I would probably be Obi-Wan. I mean, I would like to say Qui-Gon, but there's just not as much Qui-Gon. Where's our Qui-Gon series? I want a Qui-Gon series. <laughs> good luck if we listen to do that. Just Jin. Jin. That's... <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> Becoming a Force ghost. Uh, my favorite bad guy. I mean, I guess it... I mean, Palpatine's a good good choice for sure, but <clears throat> Darth Maul's super dope. If you look at like uh, Darth Revan, he's like Revan. He's super dope. Yeah. Um, Revan's so bad. But if we're not just talk- if we're not just talking about Sith, who would I say is my favorite bad guy? General Veers. Veers, yeah, right. Yep. Also, another Indiana Jones reference. <laughs> um, man, I'm gonna need a second. Captain no. If you want to go in the middle, you could just say DJ. You know, I was thinking that actually. That was that was kind of on my mind. I didn't know if he would be considered a bad guy or not. I mean, he technically, I guess. He's a jerk. I mean, you can put him in bad guys. I would like to. I'm going to see more about him. I think he could be like the uh, equivalent to Beaumont for me. Yeah. Knowing more about him and like what he's capable of and what he can do. I wonder if Beaumont and I, I want to see a comic where Beaumont and DJ like they got to work <laughs> together. I would have to say my favorite bad guy is Dooku. Dooku's pretty badass. Yeah. He's pretty sweet. I don't. He's a sweet character. So. <laughs> As Josh has found out, I, for some reason, love the curved hilts yeah. of the sabers. He likes the angle. 
Yeah. So, a lot of women do too. <laughs> <laughs> Including the Spanish. I, I choose the leader of the banking clan. <laughs> the the oh. Uh, oh, oh man, I used to know his name. The banking clan. No, that's the techno union. Oh yeah, the tank. Oh, the banking clan was like the weird, uh, the weird head guys. Immune. The yeah. banking clan will sign your treaty. Uh, Sand Hill. That's his name. His name is Sand Hill. No, I don't choose him. <laughs> it's up for debate. I'd have to watch them battle it out in my brain, I guess. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Good question, T. I like that. All right, guys. Well, uh, man, I guess the, the only other news that we have is pretty major, but I want to do a whole other podcast on this so you guys can, uh, our listeners can uh, look forward to this. So evidently the script to episode nine, Colin Trevorrow's episode nine has leaked. And uh, Jason Ward himself says that he has read, he read the entire script and he wasn't able to take the script with him. Whoever he read it with, like had a copy of the script. He was not allowed to, take and make a copy but he read the whole thing and he made notes and that's where all these notes are coming from all these bullet points so i thought it'd be fun if we if we all sit down and we we went through this story of the episode nine that could have been so that's yeah, i'm excited about it and you know what I, going going along with the like the making copy thing i've heard i think disney has has the technology to where like their their scripts like this, they want to keep super secret. I don't think that you can take a photo with, of them or photocopy them. That's what I've heard that you can't photocopy them. You can't take a picture with your phone. Like, yeah, it's it's very hard. It must be, like the paper must be made of the same material because there's actually like uh, like celebrities sometimes have them. There's a, a material that you can wear, and it looks like normal material, but when you take a picture of it. Uh, it completely like it's like you're taking a photo with someone who's shining like a super crazy light at you. You can't see anything in the photo. Don't they have that for like license plates too? Yeah, they have that like film so that the cops can't get a like, like the cameras. Yeah, the cameras can't get a picture of you and stuff. Probably illegal. Uh, yes, <laughs> but but nothing's hey. it's not illegal unless you get caught. Yeah, uh, it's not. I'm so Um. <laughs> But yeah, so look forward to that. That's our uh, our next episode. I'm hoping to get, and then I still want to get a large. Maybe we wait until we have episode nine. We can sit down, and we just do a round table commentary while we watch the movie with a bunch of us. That might be one. Count Dookie. Well, it'll be April. Well, I will. Supposedly, it's getting released in April. Well, I'm talking about for all of us to sit down together. Oh, I mean, like, through Skype and the oh. internet. Through yeah. the interwebs. Through the interwebs, where we can all be connected. Where we do it Without force optical. essence transfer. Yeah. But, uh, Casey, why don't you tell the good people where they can follow you? Uh, C. Schreffler on Instagram. That's basically it. <laughs> That's basically it. And what about you, uh, TBS Green? tedious you can follow me at darth tedious darth tedious nope t green at facebook 
and, and you know, I'm sad that we didn't have a question from from Yost this time. Where are you, Yost? Come on, Yost. Yost. Well, I want to get man. Maybe we can get Yost on that round table. That'd be cool. I even said his name right out of respect because we didn't have a question. Look at that, Yost. All you got to do is not contact us. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of message are we sending him, Case? All right. And I am Josh Roach. Uh, yeah, you can uh, follow me. I'm not very active on social media apart from uh, the Talking Sith pages. But uh, you can follow us across all social media platforms at the Talking Sith, Talking Sith Podcast uh, on Facebook, on Instagram. If you have a question like we want Yoast to send us, uh, you can mail us at uh, Talking Sith Pod at gmail.com and uh, let us know what your thoughts are on this essence transfer on what you want to see on who your favorite good and bads are uh yeah until next time guys may the force be with you this is where somebody's supposed to say always no I was gonna, I was uh, I was leaving it open cliffhanger <laughs> good <laughs> Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.